1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Where's your dog? I just put her down. She's left the room. I... I'm going to have to go find her in just a second. Ladybug has left the studio. <laughs> That's the announcement here. one 405 8405 We have Lynn on the phone. Hi, Lynn. How are you doing? Where are you calling from? Florida. Mariana, Florida. Which side of Florida is that on? Yeah, the panhandle. The panhandle. I like your accent there. <laughs> and your little laugh, too. I like your southern laugh there, too. I'm sorry. You probably called the doc, talked to the doc, didn't you? Yeah, well, I have a question for her. She's right Absolutely. here. Absolutely, go ahead. Um, I have a five-month-old, or yeah, four-and-a-half, five-month-old Shih Tzu, and he likes to eat his poo. Yeah, lovely. Not, not funny. <laughs> and is that the only thing that he's kind of eaten abnormally? Yes. Um, I have purchased pills that they told me to get for him. Someone okay. told me to get these. I think it's called Deter or something like that. And you... Uh-huh. It doesn't work. And somebody else yeah. told me about Adolf meat tenderizer, but I don't want to give him that because I don't. It's full of sodium. Yeah, and he's probably tender enough, right? <laughs> oh, he is tender. He's very tender. Um, so I don't know. And I've also been told it's a, a a deficiency that they do it because they're deficient in something. Yeah. Now you said he's a youngster, then, right? Oh, yes. Okay. All righty. Well, this is a kind of a unfortunate behavior that a lot of dogs have, and it's we do see it primarily in puppies. So it's something that we can work through, and we can try to kind of train them out of that. But it does take some concerted efforts, and um, some of those products you mentioned are sometimes helpful. Um, and when you feed those either powder or tablets um, to the pet, it imparts a nasty taste to the stool, which, you know, is already kind of a crazy thing to imagine that poop tastes good in some way. Um, but they can be helpful um, as an adjunct to try to help this stop the stop this behavior. Um, but it does take some behavioral techniques as well. And one of the big things that I would tell you with a puppy is we want to supervise the potty time. Um, so we want to actually take the puppy outside, go have them do their business, praise them, reward them, oh, what a good doggy, and, you know, lay it on heavy, and then use that as a very strong positive reinforcement. Then when the poop's there, you pick it up, it's out of there, it's not a reminder, we don't leave it out for long periods of time so they can have that opportunity. Um, It becomes hard if we let the doggy go outside and do it at will on his own because there's no way of actually monitoring what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people kind of, and I don't know, maybe in your dog you've seen this where you try to correct them with the poop. And wh- what happens if you catch him in, in the act? Well, he, I'm a truck driver, so he usually runs into his crate. And sometimes he stashes it in there. So huh. I'm checking it multiple times a day. Um, he just kind of looks at me and like, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? This is mine. <laughs> For some dogs, it can become kind of a bit of a game um, where when we give the correction and tell them no or give that to me and we kind of chase them, it actually perpetuates that behavior and it makes it something fun that they've just got you know some attention over. So we want to make sure that you don't do that and rather when you catch them in the act, you actually want to give them something else to think about. So, you know, a squeaky doggy toy or something else that you have nearby where you can go, ooh, look at what I got and run the other way and then hopefully we'll drop the poop and um, he'll find something that's that more interesting we're very diligent about picking it up but sometimes if like one of us is sleeping and the other one is driver and you know you can't 
just stop in the middle of the road and pick it up. So oh, we have to yeah. pull over, and by then, he's already crated it. I mean, he's got it in his little cave, and he's just so proud of it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you did mention some concerns. You mentioned some concerns with um, like a health problem. And in a young pup, I'd say probably not very likely that there's a a health problem. But we would want to check a stool sample, make sure he doesn't have any kind of intestinal parasites. Um, For older pets that do this behavior, we look at nutritional problems or metabolic problems. But I'd say it's probably nothing medical. It's more just a a training type thing we're just going to have to get through. And, And there's hope. So I, you know, keep up with some of those remedies over the counter, try some of those techniques and I think we'll kind of get him past that and get him to focus on something else. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Hal and Judy, Dr. Debbie on the way at 1-866-405-8405. You'll notice that number, the same number that Vladi's at, 1-866-405-8405. The same number Vinny's at, and uh, Bobby reporting the news. She's actually over there munching on pizza. Is that pizza you're eating? What is that you're eating? <laughs> if you, I told you before, if you leave pizza around. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's three or four days old there. Okay. Uh, if you throw- reheat it, you don't know. You know, you really need to win the uh, Who's Your Daddy pool here at Animal Radio. You of course have. Oh yeah, how much money have we put into it? <laughs> it's monopoly money, as we're as. Wink, oh yeah, wink. right. Oh yeah, it's not real money. Uh-huh. It's trade. It's a uh, trade we've worked out. Radio <laughs> trade. You've guessed the Boston Terrier Chihuahua mix uh, yes, for Ladybug. Yes. Of course, and that's uh, just because of her face reminds me of this Boston Terrier I once knew. It, it does. Uh-huh. Same yeah. colors. Yeah. Same colors. Doctor Debbie Big believes eyes. a miniature pincher. Vladi believes a miniature pincher. Uh, what are you going for? You rat terrier. Rat terrier. I'm thinking like a fox terrier and okay. a Chihuahua mix. We're still waiting for the results. The DNA results. They should be coming in. What? Any, any, any day, day now? now? Yes. You know, CSI gets them back within that one-hour show. I don't know what's taking you guys so long. What's with that? Seriously, we are waiting from canine heritage breed testers. Yes. And their uh, researchers. They want to get it right because, well, they don't want to screw up with us, I guess. They've heard about the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Vlade could also use it. Uh, Vlade, is he? Oh, he's coming over. He's going to answer your calls right now. 1-866-405-8405. Guido's getting on me. He's saying, you don't say the phone numbers enough. You don't say animal radio enough. What is it? What is it? Don't don't I? I say them both, don't I, Bobby? You have the numbers memorized. as far as I'm concerned, you can't say it enough, Hal. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Vlade, how are you? Good, good, good. Thank you, thank you. I'm here, and uh, I'm ready to help the fox with their problem pets. And uh, this show, people, on Animal Radio, where we're not just kissing and hugging our pets, where we're also disciplining them. We're combining love and balancing that love with love and affection. So if you have uh, any problems with your pets, uh, please call us right now. I'm here on call at one eight six six. Four zero five, eight four zero five. This is the Vladi at Animal Radio. Hi, who's this? This is Walter Wendler. Hi, Walter. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Barbersville, West Virginia. Ooh. Hi, Walton. Hello, Hi. Lonnie, how are I have you? no idea. Good, good. I have no idea where you're from, but what is your problem? Is okay. Well, my sister recently adopted a two and a half year old Yorkie mix. And okay, uh, Yorkie mix. Uh huh. And she ha- has, uh, and dog has not been house trained. Okay. And 
she so far uh, has had accidents in the house, but recently, last five days or so, she's been able to avoid accidents by taking it out frequently and, and rewarding it when it goes outside. That's but right. Is there anything else that she can do to help house train that dog? Exactly, exactly. Uh, she, she's already driving in the right direction and in the right car. So just a, a couple of additional things to, to help it out. So I would also feed the dog in the area where before the puppy peed or pooped because the dogs, as the humans, they don't like to pee and poop and eat McDonald's, for instance, you know, at the yeah. same time. Yeah, I, I would, so it's, 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 it really works. I would put some uh, dog's bowl with a little bit dog food and I would kind of continue to keep them there where the dogs before, prior to that, pee and pooped. I also would make sure I would eliminate all those areas where accidents happened in the past with the special product, enzyme-based products. There is a lot of great things on the market. Just make sure you have enzyme-based products, um, such as um, Simple Solution, such, such as Petastic works great, and uh, one of my favorites, favorite, anti yaki Poo. Uh, by the Master Plus. Master Plus, you can get it from Internet, too. So make sure to eliminate the smell so it will not bring the dog back to those spots. Make sure fit the dog in that area. And another thing is I would prefer you put leash and collar on your dog and bring it in those areas where before accident happened and do simple obedience training. Just pull, just say, let's go, kind of walk your dog through all these areas, do sit and stay, down and stay in this particular area. So focusing on control exercise. By doing this, you are telling that dog you're the boss and you're marking your territory. Because if your dog think it's his house, he's going to pee poop all over your house. But if he will think it's your house, he will think twice before do that. And by teaching him, by doing him sit stay, by walking him around that area, this is your sign from canine culture by telling him, it is my house, baby. You cannot pee and poop here. So, all these things in combination is great. And remember, when you cannot supervise your dog, have your dog in the crate. This is mandatory. So, do those three things at the same time. Supervision, cleaning, feeding in that area and doing obedience training. But remember, even if you go for five minutes uh, to the bathroom or outside or you get somebody talk on the phone, make sure the dog goes in the crate. Dog is the creature of habits, according to Russian academic Pavlov, who was the first dog trainer in the world. You have to recreate those habits. And the only time you can recreate the new habits, not peeing in your house, if the old habits will never happen. Thank you so much for calling us, Walton. Thank you for listening, Animal Radio. And please tell uh, tell uh, your friends and relatives about our show. So if they have a problem with their pets, they can call us. And the Vladi always willing to help. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio, one 405 8405. Still to come, Dr. Debbie at that very same number. Also, tickets to the advanced screening of Marley and Me in your city. Of course, next week we'll be talking to the director and a couple of the actors from the movie. Uh, starring Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. It's out on Christmas Day. And also before today's show is over, Betty White joins us again. Right now, your party animal, Vinnie Penn. It's Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal, and yeah, got a theme song now on Animal Radio. 
Uh, going to get right into our topic today. Uh, interestingly enough, been talking about the, uh, been discussing uh, what the next pet is for the Penn household, and I'm thinking the bird. Uh, I had a bird when I was a kid, Harry. We named him after the mailman. The good old days of uh, Americana, of life in the suburbs. You named your pets after the mailman or the milkman. Now he's just someone you suspect is sleeping with your wife. But again, this isn't it isn't about me. So I'm I'm thinking the bird thing. Uh, it's a wonderful pet. And a lot of fun. Uh, lug the cage around. We have a beautiful deck in the house. Bring the cage out when we're all sitting by the pool. Uh, the one problem that I have, though, with a lot of my friends who've had birds over the years is when did it become par for the course that if you have a bird, you teach it to tell bad jokes or to cuss? I, I just, for the life of me, I, I can't understand. This is not the point of having a pet. It's like these people who have dogs now that they teach to attack. This isn't the point. We don't have pets to teach them to be belligerent or aggressive. We have pets to teach them to love and and to, to give love to and to get love from, that age-old unconditional love. Uh, several years back, I visited a friend of a friend, and he's like, hey, this is my bird, Tequila. I mean, that alone. You named him Tequila? And the bird's like, Owl? I just everybody was cracking up in the in the kitchen. These are the kinds of guys who clearly sat around in their dorm room and marveled at the pet snake someone had uh, munching on a rat or a mouse. Uh, we don't get birds to teach them to cuss or to tell jokes. There once was a man from Nantucket. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm Vinnie Penn, party animal, animal radio. Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K90 Warmer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. 
the Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And frequently when we go into the city, I always ask Judy to accompany me because um, city's a big, bad, mean place. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like to go there by myself. And that seems reasonable. Imagine uh-huh. being a woman who's, for some wild reason, and we'll find out why, has decided to take a trip solo on a horse from Argentina to New York. And I have to mention, she's a very young, attractive woman, too. Imagine taking that on. I mean, yeah. Uh, and what her parents might have thought. <laughs> That's what I want to I know. wouldn't let my daughter do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have Marianne Detroit. She did that. She's on the phone. Of course, she's the author of a book about her story called Crying with Cockroaches. Hi, Marianne. How are you doing? Hi, hi Hal. Hi, Judy. Nice hi. to talk to you. You too. Where are we calling you today? I'm actually in Dublin, Ireland. Is that where you live? Is that home? That's where I live. It's my second home. Yes, I'm actually from South Africa, born and bred in South Africa, and my family are still living there. And about 17 years ago, I came to Ireland in pursuit of a dolphin, believe it or not. Um, There's a famous dolphin on the west coast of Ireland called Fungi. And I read about fungi in a magazine in South Africa, and I was just after my studies, and uh, I wanted to travel, and I had the travel back book, and uh, I just decided I wanted to come to Ireland and meet fungi, and I did. And uh, I never thought that one year was going to become 16 years later, and I'm still here. (laughs) How fun. How fun. Well, now tell us a little bit about this trip that you took. First of all, when was it, and why was it? Well, around 2001, I started to get really itchy feet. Um, I was single again. I had no mortgage. I had no real worldly possessions and nothing really that tied me down. And I just thought that now is the perfect time to do something a little bit out of the ordinary and (laughs) to have an adventure. Um, I didn't think actually that it was going to entail going with two horses for 21 months from, from Argentina to New York. Uh, Previously, I did a cycling trip across Europe, but I knew this time around I wanted it to be on horseback. Um, Now, not many people knew this, but I wasn't the best when it came to equine matters. In fact, when I told my dad I was going to do this, he said, but you can't ride a horse. Ah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And he was right, actually. I loved horses. I've always loved horses, as I do all animals. But um, I was afraid of horses as well, and I've never been a competent rider, and yet I felt I needed to do this journey on horseback. And like I say, as it turned out, it it was actually two horses. One was the riding horse and one was the pack horse. Um, I also read a book by a guy called Chifley, a mate Chifley, and he was a Swiss explorer who lived in Buenos Aires in Argentina. In, and in 1925, he undertook a journey with a specific breed of horse called Criollo. They're from the Argentine Pampas, and they're really hardy, great endurance, but also very sweet horses, very sweet in temperament. And he decided he wanted to show how amazing these Criollo horses are. So I read his book. I was completely hooked. And I decided that is what I wanted to do. I'm going to go to Argentina, find myself two criollos, and set off. Wow. Wow, you weren't frightened at all? I mean, it sounds like you're pretty gung-ho. Well, I mean, some of those countries are, uh, you know, at the time, and probably still are in turmoil. You know, I was apprehensive, of course, and many people were afraid for me. 
But I kind of just knew if I was going to approach this journey with a fearful heart, you know that way when kind of when they say when you're negative or afraid, you actually draw negative things to you. And I just knew if I was going to enjoy this journey and get the best out of every day, I was going to have to believe that I will be fine, to keep my eyes wide open, of course, but also to trust people. And I was very, very conscious that, you know, here I was, I'm tall, five foot ten, traveling with two horses, a woman in countries where that is, you know, really frowned upon mm-hmm. for, for a woman to do something like that, a mm-hmm. huge machete strapped to the side of one horse. <laughs> so I was very conscious, actually, that as much as I had to trust people, they had to trust me as well. And I was so vulnerable in the sense that I had to rely on people to put me up, give me shelter, the horses, food, and everything else. And, uh, and I'm sure many of them sometimes were very apprehensive when I just arrived and and, and knocked on the door and asked for help. Wow. Oh, for sure. Easy. Yeah. So, okay, you chronicled all this in Crying with Cockroaches. Now, we don't have a lot of time here, and uh, because it's all in Crying with Cockroaches, I, I encourage listeners to go out, pick this up, and read the entire story. But can you give us briefly probably one moment in that trip that you might have thought... <sighs> shouldn't have done this. <laughs> I shouldn't have done this. Ah, oh, you know, I had very scary moments, many scary moments. Every single day was a challenge. But I really think that the one time when I thought, is this all worth it, was when one of my horses uh, was tested with equine infectious anemia and had to be put down in, in Brazil. It was definitely, without a doubt, the lowest, lowest point of the journey. And you feel so responsible for your animals, and I felt I was the one that brought them there. They become your best friends. They're the most loyal companions. Anybody that, that has a horse would, would agree with that. And here they are in a situation where, you know, you can actually do nothing for them, and it was completely taken out of my hands. And it was really the one time when I thought, is this worth it? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you know, you get through it, and uh, Misha, my one remaining horse, didn't get sick, and she ended up finishing the journey with me. And, you know, I continued for very many different reasons, but I continued for her, I continued for Tussa, who, who was put down, and I knew he would have liked us to go on. But, um, you know, I, like you say, you know, all the challenges and trials and tribulations are in the book, and, and, and there certainly were many on, on a daily basis. Well, I want to say that I really enjoyed the book. It was amazing the way you have it chronicled. And you have some great pictures in there. I love the pictures, too. I have to say, I'm a keen photographer. And I think often when you tell a true story or a travelogue or something like that, I, I think it's so important to have photographs because when you read, you envisage something. And when you actually see the photographs, it's often something completely different. But often it also finishes the picture that you had in your mind. And I was adamant that I wanted as many pictures as possible. Okay, it's Crying with Cockroaches, Argentina to New York with two horses. A great gift to pick up for the holidays here. In fact, I'm going to give out 10 copies right now at 1-866-405-8405. It's on, uh, is it uh, Lende Publishing? Is that? Lende Publishing, exactly. And it's available on Amazon and all good bookshops. Oh, very good. And if they don't have it... Get them to order it. Crying with Cockroaches. Uh, Marianne Dutrois joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lovely talking to you both. one 405 Dr. Debbie is on the way. She's answering your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. World-famous because he's on Animal Radio, of course. And he'll be answering your dog behavior questions. Party animal Vinnie Penn on the way. 
Uh, of course, Bobby Hill with the news, animal communicator Joy Turner, Dr. Jim Humphreys with Vet News, and yes, we got a lot of giving going on. Tickets to go check out Bolt and Marley and Me, plus a $50 Petco gift card is all part of our little giving. Ooh. Yeah. We're feeling Aren't this. you nice? Aren't we beautiful? We I wish this. I was eligible. Yeah, I know. This time of year, I feel warm fuzzies. And we just actually, we go into the prize closet That's and just get it out. your medication, Hal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got coming up in the news, Bobby? Well, we're going to take a look at it, what could be a, a new possible danger for hunters. We have a story of a hunter who got shot in the butt by his faithful dog. It's coming up in the news. <laughs> How can you not like that story? I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and it happened like just two days ago. So I try to get current dog shooting in the butt stories for you, Hal. I appreciate that because they're really the outdated dog shooting in the butt stories. I'm are, telling you, it makes work, us look yeah. dated and behind. We don't so. want to do that. <laughs> Dr. Debbie, are you ready to answer some calls? Okay. Let's go to the phones. We have John on the phone. Hi, John. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Houston, Texas. John, you're on with Dr. Debbie. All right. I've got a couple of cats, and I was wondering if there was any way I could keep them off the furniture. Um, are they getting on any particular part of the, your furniture that you're unhappy with? Well, they're just getting on the couches and sleeping on there and getting them filled up with hair. Okay. So you're not a fan of having the cats on the couch then, huh? Well, it doesn't bother me. It's a girlfriend that doesn't like it. Okay. Uh, you got to get rid of the girlfriend. <laughs> well, you know, everyone's got their different levels of what they, you know, admit or would permit their cats to, um, to, to do in a home. I had someone who I knew that their cats were urinating in their kitchen uh, um, on their stove, and mm. it was acceptable to them. So, you know, everything's a little different for everyone. Um, so for myself, um, I'm not a fan of cats on counters. Um, if you don't want your cats on couches, you know, there's ways to train them for that. Um, but it can be kind of hard. Have they, have they been allowed up on the couches and the furniture up to date? No. Okay, so you've been trying to keep them off of that already then? Yes, we have. Okay. Have you used any remedies to try? Uh, we've used the sprays, and uh, we even used the uh, little shock pad, and that didn't work. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there's for for jumping up on undesired areas for cats. You know, we, we want to do something that's humane, um, but something that kind of gets the general idea across that this is not a place we want the kitties to travel. And um, you mentioned the you know the kind of shock mats or what I call the static mats or the scat mats. So when the kitty you put that on the area when they jump up there, um, it's kind of like a, um, a static electricity type feeling. So um, that's a deterrent. Um, if that doesn't seem to work there are some other things we can try um in some areas um i'll have luck with uh, the double-sided sticky tape but um on couch areas uh might not be as uh well received um there is something that i will try and it takes you doing a little bit shopping on the internet but there's some motion detector um items that actually when the kitties um cross the barrier um there's compressed air emitted um and um i i believe the one that i'm familiar with is uh it's called k 
cat, like three S's and then cat. And um, that's made, um, and it basically has, uh, some have audible tones that go off first, and then others, you know, have just the um, compressed air. But that's something that I'm, and I believe the company is Premier Pets. But that might be something that, you know, gets the idea across with, um, you know, maybe something you can't patrol real regularly um, and to keep them away from that. Um, and, of course, a good old standby is if there's certain areas you want physical access completely limited to, uh, keeping doors closed, things like that. And, and I know a lot of people with allergies, you know, they love their kitties, but they can't have them in the carpeted areas or in areas where there's upholstery. So hopefully some of those techniques might be helpful for you there, John. I don't know if, uh, if uh, any of those sound like they might work in your situation. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give me a call, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Still to come, tickets to the advanced screening of Marley and Me in your city. Starring Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. It's out on Christmas Day. And also before today's show is over, Betty White joins us again. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. A black lab trained in specialized tracking has helped scientists find out what may be killing the southern orca pod in Puget Sound. Tucker, who was trained to track the scent of orca scat, led a team of University of Washington researchers for the past three summers following the orca pods between the San Juan Islands and Vancouver Island. What Tucker helped the researchers find was that hormone levels in the samples from the orcas in Puget Sound's J, K, and L pods showed that the mammals weren't getting enough to eat. The data from this study hasn't been published or even reviewed, but researchers believe that the preliminary findings may point to the reason for the orca's decline. This year's population of those whale pod studies have been the lowest in nearly a decade. Okay, okay. okay. Now, I know you're just reporting the news here, but i got to ask this. Now, this is a black lab that's trained to smell the poo of orca whales, right? Right, and he would sit in the bow of this boat for the oh. past three summers. He would s- send it out, point to it, and then they'd throw a ball for him to go play in the water. Really? And I'm hoping it was in the opposite direction of yeah. the pre-aforementioned scat. Judy, but we, he, he did a great job. Really? we uh, got, we got to get these people on the air. I want to find out more about that. I'm sorry to interrupt you, as I always do. No, no, honey. Because I, I love to bring you the latest in all the whale poo news, Hal. <laughs> we are really number one in whale poo news here at uh, Animal Thank Radio. Thank you. Sticking with the Pacific Northwest, hunting season got a little more dangerous for an Oregon man who was accidentally shot in his tush by his hunting dog, Matthew Matthew Markham. And he was the guy's cool enough to release his name, all right? He was just getting ready to set out in his boat with his three-year-old lab named Drake when the incident occurred. According to Markham, Drake jumped into the boat. He landed on the gun's trigger. It discharged it shot him in the butt. Ah, I should Martin be hunting. Hospitalized. Yeah, that'll teach him. <laughs> there you go. Maybe someone's trying to tell you something. Markham was hospitalized for the wound, but he says he's not mad at Drake, who he said was, quote, a good dog, end quote. <laughs> 
Seriously, I wouldn't get, say anything bad about that dog. Just shot you in the butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Across the pond, fire crews in England responded to a rescue call in Thaxted, Essex, after a pony tumbled into a swimming pool. The animal's owner called firefighters after the pony fell through one of those covers you have on the pool, fell into the water. The crew was able to lift the pony out of the water, get him back on his feet and walking. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at animalfood.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We're like ringmasters. That's what I feel like. Dr. Debbie, of course, is answering your questions at 1-866-405-8405. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Hi, Vladi. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Got a little tired. Long drive. You have your beverages over there, your uh, usual yeah, cocktails. Oh, you cannot believe how many emails I receive regarding my special Russian tea. Yeah, I want to talk oh, about yeah. that. Oh, boy. You know. People keep asking me about what is it. I mean, if it's good for um, athlete performance, for sex performance. So I'm going to share with them some <laughs> secrets. Oh, good. Okay. That's also <laughs> on the way. And uh, it seems like you have a guest in the studio there with you, Dr. Debbie. I sure do. Very, very. I have my niece here, Ashley, and she is a regular vet helper when she comes to visit me in uh, at the office. So, yeah, she is uh, a very interested gal in uh, animals and veterinary medicine. Well, now, of course, uh, doing a radio show is not the traditional veterinary path, of course. She understands that, right? Yeah, but, you know, with, with her aunt and, you know, I kind of do this thing, so it's not so foreign, and it, it, it actually oddly becomes quite normal to see your aunt on TV and radio, so she gets used to that. Oh, very cool. Okay, well, in just a couple of minutes, uh, we're going to go to the phones and answer a couple of questions. I just got this email. gentleman asks me, he says he's going to an AHA certified veterinarian. No, I think that's A-A-H-A. Is it A-A-H-A? Yep, that's it. Okay. Double A-H-A. He says he's paying a little more for it, but uh, he wants to know if it's worth it. What does that mean? Can you explain that to me? Yeah, sure can. Um, the that abbreviation stands for the American Animal Hospital mm. Association. Okay. So basically, it's an association that um, veterinary clinics um, have to as- ascribe to some standards. Um, they have to have certain things, um, certain facilities, uh, regulations, and they have to ascribe to those to be in that organization. So not every vet- veterinarian is. Um, I don't know if I, I, I kind of disagree with the basic concept that they should be paying more. Um, I think that's a good standard, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of um, people should feel comfortable if a, a clinic has gone through the process of getting that certification. But, gosh, I just don't like the idea of someone saying, I have to pay more because of that. Mm, yeah, okay. Okay, and if you're having trouble paying or, or there's, you know, first of all, talk to your vet if you're having trouble paying. Sometimes it's better to work out some kind of payment plan than to avoid a procedure completely because you can't afford it. And you're, I know you probably have clients that come to you and they say, you know, it's tough now. Now, can I work out a plan with you, right? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, this is a tough time for everyone. And, you know, pet lovers, you know, the, the hearts are there. You know, if the finances aren't there, you know, there's generally ways to work around that. Not that veterinarians are going to give away services. Sure. But, you know, whether or not there's different options of different levels of care. Um, there's some billing services such as Care Credit, um, which is a kind of a deferred billing service for, you know, veterinary services, just like chiropractors or dentists. So, you know, there's some alternatives there. And, and people should feel comfortable in. And, and ask their veterinarian what other options do we have if choice A isn't the right one. So yeah, but uh, th- this is definitely a tough time for, to be a pet because you know people want to help and uh, we- we've got a lot of options to, to help them. Let's uh, go to Pam. Is it Pam? Hi Pam. How are you doing? Doing great. Where are you calling from today? Lake Charles, Louisiana. Lake Charles, Louisiana. You are on with Dr. Debbie. Yes, I have a little Yorkie. She's five years old. Weighs about four and a half pounds. Her white blood cell count has steadily been going down. Uh, She's seen two different vets, and both of them are kind of baffled because she has no other symptoms. She's eating regularly. She's eliminating regularly. She's a spinner, and she's still spinning around whenever she wants. Um, Last month it was 5.54. This month it's going down to 3.90. So my next Mm. step is bringing her to LSU to have bone marrow uh, extracted. The okay. test there, they've tests for ticks or whatever, Lyme disease and all that. And Have you ever heard of anybody, any of them, blood cells going steadily going down with no symptoms? Yeah. Um, generally, at their lower level, or at the the less significant drops, you know, we don't always see signs. But sometimes when we get down where they're really low, then we can start to see some of those, you know, problems manifest and and i didn't get in the history if, if there's any kind of medications you might be having your your dog on right now uh no uh yesterday we did start on antibiotics just in case something came up uh, but no previously to this no no medication okay because interestingly enough some very common medicine sometimes can cause um the blood cell count to drop mm-hmm. down so and i'm assuming if you're going to um a vet school um you've probably gone through quite the battery of tests already um am i correct uh yeah a bit yeah several several tests yeah okay um yeah i just think the little town i live in they're kind of limited of what they can do next so uh so i am having to go to lsu with her so, yeah, I was just wondering if you ever heard it makes sense. Yeah, and the, the big thing is we want to make sure we look for any of the more apparent causes of a white cell count to go down. And, you know, we look at what white cells do. They basically fight infection, um, and they're kind of like the immune support uh, blood cell in the body. So when they're dropping, um, there's basic different paths we go down. One, we'd wonder, you know, is there something going on somewhere in her body that it's consuming all of these white blood cells? So that's where, you know, doing blood work, urine tests, and, you know, some of these different specialized tests, x-rays, ultrasounds, that might help in determining if there's the blood cells are being used somewhere excessively. Then there's the other whole category of low blood cell problems where the, the body's just not producing enough of that. And with uh, the concerns with the bone marrow biopsy, that's kind of where they're getting. Um, so I'm assuming they've already kind of done their footwork and they've looked and they don't find any cause for um, the blood cells being used elsewhere. So they're worried that she is just not producing enough. And there are some problems. Um, we can see some immune problems where it affects just the white cell line and the blood cell or the bl- bone marrow cannot 
pump out enough of the white blood cells to do the job. So that would be the best way if you're down to that point in the whole diagnostic workup um, that, yeah, I would probably look at doing that bone marrow biopsy. So when it's um, all said and done, uh, yeah, is there going to be some kind of medication where I, that builds up her white blood cells? Well, that depends, and it really will depend on what an end result of diagnosis is because, you know, we can have things even as bad as tumors in the bone marrow. Um, So that is going to vary greatly on whether we're dealing with something like an immune problem um, or a, um, you know, a a type of a tumor or something. So, but yeah, in in patients that I've had where we've had immune-related problems with the white cell count, um, a lot of times we'll end up putting them on, um, you know, things like steroids, um, some other immune-modulating medications medications that help to um, basically to allow the body to rebuild those cells. Um, So I don't want to give you that, I guess, the the rainbow at the end of things because there's still a lot of unknowns. But I really think that, you know, it sounds like your vets are heading on the path that I would go. And, um, you know, really that bone marrow kind of tells you quite a bit about what her body's trying to do right now. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, have a great day. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Ben Verain on Animal Radio. Remember to spade and neuter your animal for a healthier and longer life. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.SafeguardForDogs.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Hey! You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Woof. 
Sports Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions in just a couple of minutes. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions. Vinny Penn just being pretty much a smart aleck. He gets paid for it, too. He's good at it. And, of course, Susan Sims with your travel, Fido-friendly travel talk. Do, do I hear right? You're going to have giveaways? We're going to have a product giveaway. And uh, we have Christine on the line from Roughwear. Hi, Christine, and welcome to the show. Thanks so much. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I, You know, you have a fantastic website, roughwear.com, which is a ton of great products. So what are a few must-haves for the holiday travel season? Well, we're really excited about some of the products that we've recently unveiled. We have a whole eco-sensitive product line that we actually just unveiled this fall. So it, as you can imagine, includes a load of our existing products, um, which we actually redesigned to incorporate sustainable materials. And some of those are perfect for travel, um, including there's an entire collapsible bowl line. And that's actually one of the products that we're really excited to give away to one of your listeners today. And the collapsible bowl line consists of about four different bowls, and they're all made from a real kind of long-lasting and environmentally conscious recycled polyester outer shell. And that's really important. It's great. So, for example, I have three hounds, and we spend a lot of time up in uh, the kind of Mount Hood area going on hikes and, of course, making sure that they're hydrated is super important. So mm-hmm. we have a, so a bowl called the Trail Runner, um, which is actually one of the original products that uh, Ruffer manufactured, and we use that quite a bit. We also have bowls that have uh, what I would call a cinch top. Um, Mm -hmm. So basically, just in case you need to have some sort of a closure, um, if you throw kibble in there or maybe, you know, some sort of food, you can actually close the top of it. So we have a trail runner. I I saw that. I actually, just to interrupt you real quick, I saw that on the website, and I really, really thought that was smart because when we're out and about, you know, we we do use the collapsible bowl, and uh, when we've thrown kibble in, you know, it ends up in our pockets or, you know, ends up half all over the place. So I thought that was really brilliant how you have that now where it's cinched up. Appreciate that. It's a really nice feature just in case. And, you know, just depending on how you're going to use the bowl and, and where you're at. And, you know, if you're in the backcountry, assuming that you're going to be bringing, obviously, quite a bit of dog food with you, <laughs> it's nice to go. It's nice to load up that bowl and, you know, get the cinch top version. And that way you're, you're just really, really prepared. Um, now, that's really good for your when you're throwing things in the car for a quick, you know, day trip, too. So it's, it's not necessarily people have to remember to do this if they're taking a week vacation. I mean, it's just sure. basically you're going to the park or wherever it is you're going to go. Exactly. In fact, to be honest, I actually just have one in the back of the car that's just kind of always there. So now comes the drum roll. So keeping with the holiday season, I understand you have a product giveaway for one of our lucky listeners. Well, you know, we're really excited. Since we kind of started out talking about all these portable and collapsible bowls, we wanted to make sure that your listeners had an opportunity to, you know, to try one out and, and just kind of really see what you think. We are giving away the Trail Runner Bowl. So it is part of the eco-sensitive line, um, so safe for them to chew on. God, God forbid they grab it from you and they need a little chew toy for a second. <laughs> mine mine, <laughs> um, mine get pretty hungry. <laughs> you never know. Um, so it's safe in that regards, and also it's one of our most popular portable bowls. So the Trail Runner is the bowl that we're going to be giving away to listeners. All right, so everybody that's listening now, go ahead and make your calls to win the Trail Runner Portable Bowl. That number is 1-866-405-8405. Christine, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, for more information about the great products from Roughwear, check them out online at roughwear.com. We're going to take a quick break.
Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet Sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. If you're a pooch that needs a unique gift for that special person in your life, OurDogHouse.com will give your human something to bark about. Find out what all the dogs are howling about. OurDogHouse.com, where distinguished pups do their shopping. Whether you're an Airedale or a Yorkie or any breed in between, you'll find something to put your paws on. Drop by today and sign up for our free informative newsletter for dog owners. www.ourdoghouse.com. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. It's Animal Radio with Hal and Judy and a cast of characters. You're welcome to join us, 1-866-405-8405. In color, where available. Let's uh, hit the phones right now. That's my favorite part anyway. Vlade, I got a quick question for you. Sure. We, we, we actually, we have our phones open all week long at 1-866-405-8405. Sometimes we're not around. There's voicemail left. We, we got this voicemail came in what Wednesday came in Wednesday okay. and mm-hmm. it's a question for you I'm hoping you can help this young lady out are you ready okay go ahead hi my name is Lisa I'm calling from Winter Garden Florida my question is I have a giant schnoodle who is one years old and I have a two-year-old son at home and she constantly wants to take his toys I wasn't sure how to stop this behavior if he's playing with the toys she comes up and wants to take them out of his hands uh, I wasn't sure what I could do to train her not to do that. Okay. Uh, Judy, could you translate it to me from uh, English to the Russian? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she has a schnoodle, a giant schnoodle. Which I think it's, said, yeah, a it's a giant uh, schnauzer poodle cross. Okay. And she said that... Why didn't she get the real dog? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and she has a two-year-old child. And when the okay. two-year-old child is playing with the child's own toys, the dog comes over and steals the child's toys from him. Judy, would you imagine if uh, that dog would, uh, if your dog would do it to your child or to your grandchild? Sure. You would, you would be snapping that dog, yes? Oh, definitely. Not yeah, on my so watch. Oh, exactly. So, so the, the the solution would be, but you know, if she would try to snap, figuratively speaking, I'm, by then talking snapping, I mean if she would try to correct that dog, um, the dog maybe would. We have no idea what the dog is. I mean, maybe that dog will turn around and snap her back because yes. maybe that lady. What is her name? Lisa. Lisa, maybe the Lisa is not the one who is uh, considered as the alpha female in that household. So that is why my first solution would be she must establish herself as the alpha female in that household. How? By implementing three rules of canine culture every canine mom knows, which is never give to your dog any commands you cannot enforce, always reinforce the commands, and never repeat yourself. That can be achieved through the special obedience training, which is behavioral obedience training, when you not just teach the dogs uh, sit, stay, come down, but also establishing human authority. So that's what I would do first, put the collar on leash and do the great and solid obedience training with the dog. Mm-hmm. After that, I would teach the dog tolerate when I'm playing with the kids. How? I will put the dog in the sit, stay, 
or downstay. And after let the child play with my t- with uh, its own toys, mm-hmm. and the dog must tolerate it. Okay. And after that, I would do it's called uh, chew or toy discriminative method, which I would do. I would put in one room, like in the back room, mm-hmm. ten toys. Five of them would be doggy toys, and five of them would be kids' toys. Okay. Okay. And I want to yes, and I want to make sure every doggy toys would be scented in the way it's positive. I would put some peanut butter on it. I would put the creamy cheese on it and wipe it so it would not be um, so the carpets and such and such. And after that, I would bring something opposite, distasteful, and the uh, kids' toys. I will do it uh, for training. I'm going to wash them after that. I want to make clear about that. So I maybe would put some uh, jalapeno pepper or I would maybe uh, put, uh, um, let's say, what I hate, Yak, uh, bitter apple, or fui. Fui especially there has very strong and bad taste. Fui. So I would spray on them fui. And after that, I will let the duck go in that room and let itself to decide what is the good and what is the bad. Wow. It calls, yes, it calls. I mean, I'm very creative, guys. I mean, <laughs> give me the real. That's a good question, you know, not just pee and poop, you know. So, so that's what I would do. And after that, you know, um, it's, that's gonna, that's gonna really, really address the, address the issue because the dog is not a stupid. He's gonna try a couple of things and he say, oh, that, that doesn't taste well. But my toys, my toy, my toys is, uh, really taste well. That's how that's how I would approach to this to this angle. So any new toy you bring in, if it's a child, you put something bad on it. If it's a dog, you put something good on it to begin with. Yes, it's like uh, my approach is like up, up, it's like based on the law of the physics, synergy and repulsion of opposites. I'm going to bring two completely opposite approaches at the same time. This is the extreme bad. This is the extreme good. Judy, are you the good driver? Excellent. Don't, Excellent driver. Don't okay. ask Cal so, that, but I, yes, I okay, am. Okay, okay. Oh, I will talk to the hell. Okay, I, hell. Uh, myself, I'm driving always with the speed of Russian satellite guided missile. So, in other words, uh, in other words, if, if my insurance company will tell me, Vladi, if you're gonna bring me one ticket, we're gonna increase your premium in two times. But if you dec- if you will not bring me ticket, we will decrease it in two times. You know, I will be over overstimulated, sure. over motivated. That's what the secret is. Very good. You said jalapeno paper. I've never heard of that. Jalapeno pepper. Oh, pepper. Jalapeno. Pepper. Okay, pepper. And then fui, you can actually buy that at a... uh... Yeah, jalapeno. You don't know jalapeno pepper? You can buy it from the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was a paper. You said paper. No, no, no. Uh, It's a bit It's a my my Michigan accent. Michigan accent. Michigan accent. I apologize. Yeah, jalapeno pepper we're using for vodka back in Russia. We put it in the vodka. We shake it. It's it's good. It really goes really well with caviar. So you can rub it a little on the toys and then pop it in the vodka. Exactly, exactly. Well, American dog doesn't like the vodka, fortunately. You know, beside my two German shoppers, who used to, I guess. But uh, the most American dogs, they don't like vodka. They like American cheese. That's what I put on the opposite side. Still to come, tickets to the advanced screening of Marley and Me in your city. Starring Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. It's out on Christmas Day. And also before today's show is over, Betty White joins us again. is Animal Radio Network.
It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Carol. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Well, I've got a, a senile cat. that He's 11, maybe 12, okay. a stray cat. Um, perfectly good health. Uses his litter pan just like normal, except when he decides he wants to poop. And then he just poops wherever he wants to. Oh, yuck. Yeah, yuck. And it's only when he's pooping. It's not when he's peeing. Right. It's only poop. He will uh, go under my kitchen table. He'll go in the living room floor. He'll go in front of my bedroom door. He'll just go wherever he wants to. And when he poops, he takes off running like his rear end's on fire. Okay. (laughs) Like, I mean, it may be on fire. I don't know. I was going to say, is it, it's not followed with you chasing him by any means, is it? Well, no, because I can't always catch him. Okay. So has he has he ever had any kind of um, digestive problems where he's had difficulty going, where he's either been constipated or diarrhea? No, ma'am. He's never had any. The only thing he's ever had was he had an abscess around his rear because some cat got him outside. But that's the only thing he's ever had. Okay. And, and so he does go outside then? No, he's not an outside cat. He's strictly an inside cat. You know, After an experience out. like that, he says, uh-uh, <laughs> staying yeah, inside. Right. He, he doesn't care a thing about going outside. Okay. Now tell me a little bit about where the litter pan is and what kind of litter pan environment you got. Well, right now I have six litter pans. Holy cow. And, How many cats you got? Well, I, well three. Okay. But I just <laughs> added a new one. I just added a new cat. She's straight across my yard and I captured her and so she's not a, it's not a, a add-on situation but i have six litter pans i've had as many as 10 just so he would go wherever normally i've had two for each cat and okay. they all be in one and poop in the other and he's just decided over the last year that he just poops where he wants to without getting too descriptive i mean is the poop pretty normal as far as very normal. Mm-hmm. very normal very normal in a kitty his age, I would really start to look at um, the potential for him having potentially some pain or some arthritic issues back there. And um, there are some really good glucosamine supplements for cats that, that's one of the first things I'll try if I have a cat that's missing the box, and mm-hmm. but they're peeing in the box appropriately. Because sometimes it is a matter of just discomfort and just kind of the position in the litter pan. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a simple, easy thing. I'd get him on a glucosamine supplement, try that out, see if you see an improvement in things. Um, okay. Some of the... Some of the other things, and it sounds like you're doing a fabulous job given lots of opportunities um, for the uh, litter box use in the house. Um, if there are some favored areas where he tends to have these oops accidents, then I would want to make sure those pans that you have are put in that exact location um, or locations. Because if there's a preference that he's having and he's, say he's pooping out of a sense of territory marking, then putting that litter box there may serve both of your needs. His to say, hey, this is my territory, and then yours to make sure this is going in the right spot. Um, Because especially when you get that many cat personalities in the house, um, urinating and defecating can be a a form of communication within the household. And we don't like it that way, but um, for multiple cat situations, sometimes that can play a role. 
And um, then I guess the the other thing is when you did mention that he had a you know a painful thing with the anal infection back there, that that mm-hmm. sometimes can psychologically make them afraid of the actual movement of, of having a bowel movement. So right. if there's something scary, um, I've had cats where something falls off of a cabinet in their in the laundry room and they're afraid of going to that litter pan. So things like that can just be more of a um, behavioral problem in managing that. And for those kitties, there are some things I might try. I, I'm not too terribly concerned that might be your situation, but I would definitely try the you know glucosamine and then maybe just check out our general um, health with our GI tract and make sure all that's really good. I'll do that. Hopefully that will help him. If we need to try something, you know, like some pheromones to kind of help ease his uh, situation, um, then that would be the next line of things that I'd look at. So give that a whirl, Carol. Um, the litter box blues as we know it as cat owners. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't forget your dream team of experts, Dr. Debbie, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, party animal Vinnie Penn, Bobby Hill, of course, animal communicator Joy Turner, and Dr. Jim Humphreys, all at 1-866-405-8405. Pups, the traveling Labrador, is in studio with us this morning. This is a stuffed Labrador. I had to explain that to uh, Bobby, who thought it was a real Labrador. Well, because you guys have more animals than a zoo. Let's start there. This is... Uh, this so is I just figured it was I, yet another... I completely understand. This was actually sent to us. It's on loan for, what, two weeks, and then it goes on to another destination. This is like the traveling gnome, and there's uh, we take pictures, and all these pictures are, uh, I assume, posted somewhere, Judy. Is that correct? Yes, they will be soon. And, we're spo- and, and where are you Where are you going to take this little, well, this little guy? Actually, the, the little guy's been with us for about a week now, and we've uh, done a little bit of wine tasting. Uh, we, went, we actually went to... <laughs> Well, you know, it's Central California. Yeah, you got to do that when you're here. Uh, we we've been to 15 wineries. Uh, we went- I could just see the look on the guys when you come walking into the winery with this stuffed dog, and they're going, "Okay, yeah, these people have had a little few too many glasses." Hey, they gave us free wine, and then we went to I check get, out to get rid of you, yeah, <laughs> Beverly Hills Chihuahua. We went out to check that movie out, courtesy of Disney, and he got uh, he got Beverly Hills Chihuahua clothing, so we got that covered. Uh, then we checked out the Hearst Castle, and awesome, yeah, fun stuff. Huh? We went golfing at uh, Pebble Beach, and uh, what's then, his handicap? You know, I really wasn't keeping track. He's a very good golfer. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> went to Monterey. Uh, they did that whole thing, the wharf. Uh, we got. got did a, you take him to the aquarium? Yes, of course. And see the otters. You got to do that when you go to Monterey. That yeah. of course. Oh, that it's whole awesome. area. It is such a wonderful day and, to spend uh, at the aquarium. We got a credit card. And uh, <laughs> bought a BMW, and uh, you know I don't know where he's going off to next. He's been in Asia, he's been in uh, England, he's been all over. He came to us from Texas, and we had to wash him after that. Either it was something from Texas or Europe. He had a little a little stink to it. A little body odor. He was a little funky. He was yeah. a little funky, but uh, uh, he's uh, he's going to head out of here in a, what uh, a few days, Judy. Yes. Yes. And it's it, we're actually a little sad about that. We feel like we're losing a family member. Are you going to throw a going away party? Well, I don't know. We haven't thought about that yet, but I'll tell you. Seriously, any any excuse for a party? Come on. Yeah. Okay. You want to come? <laughs> yes. you I'm can, there. You can arrange it. You could be the uh, party. Uh, what do they call that party arranger? 
the planner. The planner. The party, party planner. 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 Uh, Bobby, what do you got? There will be togas. Up? There will be tequila. Uh, and this You've is again warned. why we why you're the news director here at Animal Radio. <laughs> what do we got coming up in the news? Do you know how to spell polydactyl? Polydactyl. Uh, no, I don't even know what it is. P O L Y T A C D Y L. Is that right, Bobby? Uh, no. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. So what does that have to do with the news? It has to do with Coco the cat. Ooh. And her 26 toes. Ooh. It's coming up in the news. Okay, one 405 I believe we have Kenny on the phone. Hi, Kenny. Hey, I guess I have the right one. Number two. Hey, Kenny. Hey, how hey. are you? Doing good. How are you doing? Oh, man, I am doing great. Yeah. Where are you? I am in uh, Gadsden, Alabama at the moment, driving down the interstate. Are you a trucker driver? Yes, sir, I am. Do you travel with your pets? Uh, I have two that travel with me. Two? Uh, two rat terriers, yes, sir. And I have uh, 22 more at home. Wow. T- yeah. Whoa. Tw- 22 rat terriers or dogs or animals? No, I have, uh, we, we have, me and my wife have eight more dogs and uh, 14 cats. Wow. wow. How did that happen? Uh well, I guess you would call them rescues. They're all animals that were strays or people didn't want or, you know, but I think they find us. We don't find them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. They pick yeah. you yeah. out. Ever since I was a child, you know, I think I got it from my dad, but, you know, stray animals find us. You must have a pretty big food bill over there. Uh, we do, but it doesn't matter. You know, we love our animals, and, you know, for lack of a better word, they're not our hobby, but our animals are our thing. Yeah, do you get them Christmas presents? Uh, yes, sir. Have you set up the Christmas tree yet? Uh, we have to put that in the computer room. Ah, keep it away from the animals so that they don't uh, knock it down, huh? Right. The cats like to climb it, and so cats it, do that. It, yeah, it goes in the, in the computer room. Bobby, you're having trouble with cats climbing your tree, aren't you? Isn't Slater climbing well, your tree? Yeah, now, and and Slater, as we've talked about, is my next door neighbor kitty. He's a wonderful, huge kitty. We think he's got part Maine Coon cat ah. in him because he's just the largest thing on the planet. He's a kosher kitty, so he doesn't he's celebrate. coming over to my house, ah. right? And he's seeing this tree, <laughs> and he's trying to climb it, and it's not going to support him. So there was some listing of the tree, and there had to be some emergency straightening, and there might have been some yelling. But You need to get a Hanukkah bush. A Hanukkah yeah. bush. I, I may have to. You mentioned Maine Coon. We have a Maine Coon. Uh-huh. Aren't we they huge? They're big. Oh, no. And uh, he is such a good cat. You know? Yes. But my wife is a uh, CNA for a hospice agency. Uh-huh. And... She was at one of her patients, and she saw the cat out there in the trap. And she asked the lady, no. she, and it was in some apartment. She said, what's the deal? She said, those people hate cats. They'll take them and kill them. And so my wife called the police, and the police came over, and uh, we took him home, took him to the vet, you know, and got him checked out and everything, and named him Lucky. Uh. And we have two that are have had legs amputated. And what was that about? Uh one of them, we, there's a place in Jackson called Jackson Friends of Animals. Yeah. And someone had brought her into them. It, she had been hit by a car. Oh. oh. And they took her back leg off. 
Mm. Her front leg. Let me let me back up. But she's doing great. They don't really notice, do they? They go on no. like life. Humans, they'll make a big stink about it. But uh, dogs yeah. won't, will they? Animals adapt. You're right. And we have another one we got two weeks ago that some people found her and took her to Jackson Friends of Animals. And it just so happened we have the same vet that they use. And they called and said, look, we need your help again. And they had to amputate her back leg, and her front leg has permanent nerve damage. It's curled up under her. So, really, she has two and a half legs. But uh, the day after they amputated her leg, she was playing with the ball. <laughs> and I, and I, I told my wife, I said, you know, if that was a person, they would yeah. lay in bed and feel sorry. You know, but cats don't. Nope. Yeah. You know? We've got several senior dogs, and we got another cat the other day that the foster parents had, I don't remember what medicine, but they had overdosed him, and his head is, has a permanent tilt to it. Huh. He can stand on his feet and turn his head upside down and look at you. You know, I do that, too. I sort of have a permanent tilt. I, I figured you were that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> well, you know what, Kenny? I'm going to send you some stuff for the animals, okay? Since you're taking, right. on the, taking them all in for the holidays, and I'm just feeling in that warm, fuzzy holiday mood, we're going to send you some stuff, okay? And look, I want to say this for all the animal people that might be listening. All of our, we have a backyard, but all of our animals live in the house. Ooh, wow. got to love that. And they'll live a yeah. nice, long life because of that, too. And, you know, our dogs and cats eat together, sleep together, play together. It's really, really one big, big, happy family. It is. It is. <laughs> but we love your show. We love your show. Oh, well, thank you. God bless you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you. one 405 I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. This holiday season, while you're shopping for catnip-filled toys and chewy treats for your pets... There's something you should add to that list. FlexPet. FlexPet has the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility, the only one with CM8, and it works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee with no time limit like the others who require 30, 60, or 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You can't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. And I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet. 1-800-AND-PAIN. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about. www.safeguardfordogs.com There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers. And even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat 
can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com. Hello, this is Don DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets, they'll always love you back. one 405 It's Animal Radio. I don't know if you can see this over here, Bobby, but Vlade is uh, putting together some kind of concoction, some kind of drink that he does uh, every week. Is there any alcohol? What's in it? Yeah. <laughs> What's in it? And I appreciate you put some mystery music into that. And let me, you, you, cannot believe, <laughs> you cannot believe how many emails I've got on this. Vlade, what you drinking? Vlade, I mean, it's not vodka, people. And what it is, I would like to... Everybody grab the pencil and pen if you would like to get the same one. It's just... Where's my gonna crayon? Spell it. Yeah. Get your crayon. Yeah, there. it's a C-H-O-W-A. It's a combination of Chinese and old-fashioned Russian herbs comes together, enhance mental activity, physical activity, in other activities. Talking about what the, yeah, you <laughs> Why, know. Judy, you're uh, laughing. Yeah, it has nothing to do toward about. you, you know? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's, uh, let's put it this way, that uh, Vladi's wife always has a permanent smile on her face. Oh, so. oh yeah. And my wife is the alpha female, or the top bitch in my household, and uh, a lot of people already learn it in the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that in a good way, huh? Yes, of course. Of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> 1-866-405-8405. By the way, uh, L- Ladybug, Judy's Chihuahua, we're finding out, is looking less and less Chihuahua-ish. We know there's Chihuahua in uh, this particular beautiful dog who's grown on me. It doesn't matter what it turns out right. to be. Right, it doesn't matter what she is. But there's uh, there's obviously something else, and we've we got a pool going on here, and we're actually going to do a DNA test. And uh, we I just explained pool to, to Vlade, who thought we were going to go swimming. I told him we were having a pool here <laughs> no, in the no, studio. No, no, no. Comes up Thank you for your translation. Yeah. No, it's a different kind of pool. Uh, we'll find out who's right, whose guess is right, and we'll follow it up with a DNA test. These are one of those DNA tests that you can get uh, via mail. Right, you, they just mail it to you, and they give you a little swab, and you swab inside their mouth uh, between the cheek and their teeth along the gum lines and you just put it back in a package and you mail it back to them and then they'll go ahead and do the testing and they'll be able to tell you what the genetic makeup is of your dog. Okay, now I can't you tell you what's are so CSI. CSI. Yeah. CSI is exactly what we are. And no, it's just like an NFL pool bet that we have going. Oh, by the way, speaking of the NFL pools, uh, the prognosticating uh-huh. camel princess. Check on that camel. Check on that camel. I believe we have Keith on the phone. Hi, Keith. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Very good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Indiana. You are on with Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Hi, Keith. <laughs> Hi, Keith. I've never been in Indiana. I heard that's a marvelous and wonderful state. Yes, I live 50 miles south of Indianapolis. What I called you about, I've got two schnauzers that cannot shut their mouths when people walk in the house. <laughs> okay. I love this approach. It's like Midwest approach, straight to the point. No politically correct. How I can I just bloody, how can I shut up those two dogs who are barking and, and like they don't know me? That's what you answer, uh, your question to me is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, listen, Keith. We... All this can stop the dog from barking by using different devices, you know, barking collars and things like that. But we will never make that dog, uh, let's say, less lonely or, uh, you know, we're never never going to treat, uh, address the cause of this problem. So in order to address the cause of this problem, I'm pretty sure your dogs are just bored and have no another job to do just barking in your house because they are not physically and mentally stimulated. 
So I would suggest you. I know you're asking about uh, give me just you know magic magic bullet magic wand. I, I'm going to give the aspirin. Don't worry about this. But I also would like you to address the cause of this problem, which is lack of the discipline and not meeting your dog's major needs. So what I would do if I were you, I would start with the structures. That structure would involve do physical exercises. Get your dogs in your backyard. Get some steak or a couple of toys they like to chase and toss them and make them run back and forth, not just chasing each other and barking like nuts. I want them to do something for you. I want you be involved in this physical, and you will be directing the physical activities by letting them run back and forth for 10-15 minutes without stop. Just, just rapidly changing direction, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. From that time, I want you to separate them, put the leash and collar on each of them, and please teach them Teach them how to walk on the loose leash without pulling. I would do it in your nice backyard. I would do it in your front yard. I would do it in your house. I would do it with one dog at a time. And that's the simple procedure. Also, I will teach them sit and stay for one minute. One minute people sit, stay, takes as much energy as one mile to run. Because the dog is thinking the dog wants to get up from this position and cannot because you don't want them to get off from this sit state. After all this type of activities, you're not going to be tired. Tired dog is the good dog. Tired kids sleep well. So from that time, you can let them go and they give them nice toys. And after that, they decided to bark. From this time, you are fully alibied to bring them consequences. You can do simple things which you can prepare yourself in two minutes. I know uh, in Midwest we know what the pop can means. Here in California we don't understand. So I'm explaining them. It's a soda can. Uh, which, <laughs> why are you laughing? Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, soda can or pop can. Um, so I'm going to put five pennies, not the coins, pennies. I want to make it light. And at uh, any time you barks sharply sideways without raising your hand because your goal is not to scare you your goal is startle toss it toward them on the floor as you make the sound ah boom okay you can also use air horn just like this Gosh! Oh, jeez! Oh, and uh, and uh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Even 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 hell jumped out of microphone. <laughs> all the animals in the uh, studio have all uh, exited the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, they didn't do anything bad. But I need to show to the kid because Thank this you. is no spin dog training zone. You know, okay. we're not just kissing and hugging here, like I heard on another radio networks. Okay, kissing and hugging. If a kissing and hugging would be all what the dog needs, you know, my business would not be thriving. So. That's what you gotta do. You gotta do something averse. The dog will stop. From that time, you tell them, good girls, good boy, and give them uh, cookie, American cheese, or Russian kalbasa, whatever you find first. This is would be addressing the cause and addressing the and, and dealing with the symptoms, kid. And thank you for calling to the Animal Radio. If you have any more questions, I would be more than happy. So you could send me personally mail to the Vladi at animalradio.com Vladi at animalradio.com and for everybody who is listening right now I would like you just go and send me some email about your cases and I'm going to pick three most who has the most unruly pets and those three people will receive as, as my gift two DVDs Obedience for Life this is award winning European dog training system on DVD. Please shoot me email from Vladi at animalradio.com. My personal email, uh, my personal uh, website is 
www.socalsouthcalifornia.socaldogtraining.com. Okay, Bobby, so I have you down for the Boston Terrier Chihuahua. That's what you... Uh, this is correct. Okay. That's, that is my guess, and it's, you know, based on nothing genetic. It's it's just her cute little face. Okay, and uh, Dr. Debbie, we have for the miniature pincher. Vlade, what do you think, uh, Ladybug? Man pin, man pin, man pin. You think it's a man pin? <laughs> Wait a minute, you know, I said rat terrier, but I think I, I'm leaning towards the min pin side now. Of okay. course, because Vlade's words is the ultimate word. When the Vlade talks, everybody listens. Okay, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to post a picture at the website. We just had a listener call in and says, how can we get in on this pool? And we put together some AFS food uh, from uh, animalfood.com. Check it out. Awesome food. For your cat or for your dog, we'll let you guess too. You send your guesses to your voice at animalradio.com. All the information up at the website. Still to come, tickets to the advanced screening of Marley and Me in your city. Starring Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. It's out on Christmas Day. And also before today's show is over, Betty White joins us again. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vinnie Penn, the party animal coming back at you. And, and I'm going to stay on the cat issue. Uh, last uh, installment, I tackled the cat people. I'm going to do it again. I was at a friend's house the other night, just moved in um, uh, with a, a new girl. And we're, we're sitting there. We're sitting at the kitchen table, having a couple of beers, having a good time. All of a sudden, her cat just hops up on the table. It's just allowed to just walk across this table. Uh, I, I've heard of this before. I've heard of certain cat owners who are like, you know, the cat can do whatever it wants. It's allowed to walk right across the counter and, and step right over your sandwich, for God's sake. I know she would have French kissed the cat if the cat came up to her and was so inclined to slip that sandpaper tongue into her owner's mouth. But, you know, I'm just sitting at the table and it's like, do you wipe it down afterwards? You know, if you guys throw a bag of chips here, is this cat going to be allowed to like walk right by me and, and plug right into the bag and, and have as much food as it wants? The worst part is this girl's got a kid. The kid came walking into the room and she said, don't come in here tracking your mud off of the sneakers. Now, let me get this right. This animal that has just been pleasuring itself and, and doing who knows what else around the house and down in the basement and in the wall and wherever else can walk across the area where you eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But your son can't walk into the kitchen with his shoes on. What is going on with cat owners? Imagine if the dog jumped up on the table like that and walked across the table like that. What would there be absolute pandemonium? But this is yet another cat owner who has decided she runs the house. I think it's funny. She's a diva. That's what that's what she was saying that night. She's a diva. Your cat's a diva. I thought we as a society really were kind of anti-diva. I thought we didn't like divas, but when it comes to cats, we admire it. We admire their brazen attitudes. Um, <laughs> I won't be back to that house for a bite to eat. Uh, and, and if I will, I'm going to be the guest over there wearing latex gloves, uh, when Monday night football starts. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm Vinnie Penn, party animal, animal radio. You're listening to animal radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu. A crime involving a gray goose and an alligator recently went down in Louisiana. 
Dixie Inn officers were called to the Thirsty's Liquor Store after employees observed 23-year-old Terry Jones steal a bottle of Grey Goose vodka. When the police came, Jones, who was sitting in his car, removed his pants and ran across the street and jumped into a swamp. A short time later, Jones leapt out of the swamp being chased by a large alligator. He quickly surrendered to the police. The town district attorney was quoted as saying, the crime-stopping alligator deserves some kind of award or citation, but it would be hard to find him. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. You got it on Animal Radio, you lucky devil, you. 1-866-405-8405. And the actress everybody loves like their mom, Betty White. She's up next right after the news. Don't go anywhere. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. New requirements for buying bear spray in the Canadian province of Manitoba go into effect January 1st. The animal repellent spray has been used by criminals in several attacks. Winnipeg police responded to over 700 bear spray incidents in the past two years. The province said the new regulations will require stores to be licensed to sell any animal repellent spray. Canada's Minister of Agriculture said, quote, We believe that it will be more difficult to get pepper spray into the hands of those who want to misuse it, end quote. <laughs> On the good side, the University of Tennessee is one of 131 schools to form a student chapter of the Animal Legal Defense Fund. Students at the UT College of Law have joined the ALDF to raise awareness of animal issues. The 30 student members will volunteer to do legal research, compiling laws related to animal laws in the state of Tennessee. They will also address issues involving wildlife, animal used in research, as well as entertainment, along with companion animals. Most members are animal lovers who are interested in keeping some form of animal welfare in the law, end quote. And Coco the cat has 26 toes. That's a fact from the staff at Stroud Cats Protection in England. The polydactyl cat is looking for a new home, according to Susie Jones at the charity. The middle-aged black cat has four normal claws with one dew claw, as well as three claws in the pads of her four front feet and five claws at the back. Wow. I'll let you guys do the math. It works out to 26. Trust me. <laughs> I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Celebrating our connection with our pets. <laughs> From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Still to come, we'll have your advanced screening to Marley and Me before it comes out on Christmas. Ooh, I like that. Very exciting, of course, with Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. Uh-huh. Uh, waka, waka, waka. Yes, oh. we like that Owen, don't we? <laughs> I think it's time to call Betty White. Okay. So we'll give her a call. Can you give me the number? Yes. Thank you. One of those long numbers, and of course they 
They never fixed the dialing system here. Hang on. First, we got to put in the area code and the number. Then the PIN code. Calling actress Betty White. The office security code. The zip code. The fire code. The code rack. <laughs> code on blue. Some random numbers. Hello. Hi, Judy. Hi, Betty. How are you? I'm fine, but I can hardly hear you, darling. I'll try to speak up. There we go. Okay, I have Hal here with us also. Nice to talk to both of you. It's well, you too. Very nice to talk to you, of course, uh, the great actress, but not, oh, not and a lot. I got you fooled. <laughs> well, hey, listen, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> right. But you're also a big animal lover, too. Well, that's my real work. I mean, show business is my hobby, but my real work is animals. Oh. I love them dearly, of course, but I've been with the Morris Animal Foundation for 37 years. We're a health organization. Tell us a little bit about Morris. We're an international organization. We fund humane studies into specific health problems of dogs, cats, horses, and zoo and wildlife. And we've done, we helped develop the Parvo virus vaccine for dogs and the feline leukemia vaccine for cats and that kind of thing. So it's a wonderful organization. It was started oh, 50 years ago. It's grown into an international wonderful organization, and I'm really proud of it. <laughs> and you're also uh, a part of the SPCA LA, is that yes, correct? Yes, I do their telethon every year, and I work with them. I've worked with them for, for all these years, and I've worked with the LA Zoo for 30 six years, uh, and I'm a zoo commissioner, so wow. my real world work is animals. What, what do you do as a zoo commissioner? Uh, well, we, we worked, I was on the board for all the years that we tried so hard to get our own zoo commission. We were working out of park and recreation, and the golf courses and the highways and all those, and then the zoo was way down at the bottom somewhere. So we finally got our own zoo commission about uh, eight years ago. So good. Animals have been all of your life. That's right. Uh huh. And now we get we have a direct line to the city council and the, the, the mayor's office and all that to help us as much as possible with the zoo. Oh, that's great. Do you remember your first animal? The first animal that you made that connection with. Well, I guess it was before I remember, because when my folks brought me home from the hospital, uh, we had Toby, a marmalade cat, mm-hmm. who was... Uh, uh, what, what kind of leg? Monoleg? An orange cat. Oh, okay. They call them marmalades. Okay. And uh, Toby would sit on the corner of my crib, and my mother always said, if Toby hadn't approved of the new baby, she would have sent me right back to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so I come by my animal love naturally. Did you have kind of a reverse role as a child? Instead of you bringing home pets and asking your parents if you could keep them because they followed you home, your parents did that? That was it. They'd say, oh, Betty, he followed us home. Can we keep him? (laughs) Of course, I was in hog heaven. We all just loved him. Well, that's great to have an environment be brought up, and your parents encourage that environment with animals. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm anything with a leg on each corner. I don't care what it is, (laughs) but I'm, I'm a big kitty person. Uh-huh. I, my bobcat. I just lost my bobcat. I'm sorry. A month ago, and he was uh, he was about 18, and uh, he oh, well, was that's... a foundling, so I didn't know his exact age, but he uh-huh. was 
a beautiful Himalayan who was such a people cat. Sounds like he lived a, a very long life, too. Yes. Any other animals at home? Yes, I have a... They're looking at me. I have a golden <laughs> retriever. He was puppy raised in Alaska to be a guide dog. Wow. But he his hips didn't quite measure up, so he went into career change. <laughs> and uh, so he's 10 now, and uh-huh. his name is Kita, K-I-T-T-A. Wonderful. Uh-huh. Because in Inuit, Kita means forward. Oh. And then I have my little old girl here, my little Shih Tzu, uh-huh. Panda. She's a black and white Shih Tzu who will be 15 in September. Wow. I talk to my pets a lot. Do you think I should be embarrassed about that, Betty? I think you should be embarrassed for apologizing for it. <laughs> that, that, Believe me, I, of course, I talk to all animals, but, but the, the pets... They may not know the exact words, but they read you so completely, your tone of voice, your your body language and all that. And you just deal them into the into the family and, and deal them into the conversation. It's amazing the results you get. We actually have a, a cat that actually runs the radio show. Oh, uh, really? Well, what kind? A black and white tuxedo cat. Oh, I love tuxedos. <laughs> He's, uh, he, he watches us all the time and making sure that we're working and, and doing everything properly. And, of course, if any city officials or government officials come by, uh, we refer them directly. Uh, to Boog. To Boog. Is oh, his name. well, of course. What's his name? Boog. Boog? A, oh, well, but please give him my love. I will. Now, let me ask you this question before we let you go here. I, I know that you're a wonderful actress and animal lover, but I just realized you're also the author of four books. Yep. And I had a wonderful I love writing, and I've, I've, someday I'll get back to I've got number five started, but someday I'll get back to it, but not right now. Are these animal books? Uh, well, the first one was Pet Love, oh. uh, How Pets Take Care of Us. They were therapy animals, you know, not only guide dogs, but hearing ear dogs and, and hospice cats and all that. So that was Pet Love. And then... Uh, the next one was uh, Betty White in Person, which was a series of how I feel about old grief and marriage and and love and all that sort of thing, kind of essays. And uh, mm-hmm. and the third one was the leading lady, who was my beloved Dinah. She was a golden retriever guide dog that, when she retired as a guide dog, she belonged to my best friend. And, of course, he was going to keep her when he got his new guide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she just went, to, she couldn't face, a, a, she lost her master, she lost her job, and she just went under the bed and wouldn't eat or anything. So I said, let me try her, Tom. And uh, so she came to me and had a whole new job. She had my housekeeper to break in and the <laughs> mailman and the UPS man and the pool man. So... Uh, Tom and I wrote the book. We didn't write it together. He wrote his chapters on his early life with Dinah. He was a special correspondent for uh, Good Morning America. Mm -hmm. And he used to travel all over the country with just Dinah, and she would take him all over. So he wrote his chapters about the young Dinah, and I wrote mine about her wonderful transition into this new life. And she came to me when she was 11, and she made 15 by three days. Wow. (laughs) And uh, so Tom always said she taught him how to grow up and me how to grow old. And then the last one uh, was Betty White in person, which, I mean, uh, here we go again, which is kind of my my television career from (laughs) scratch. I'm wondering, is there anything we should be looking for uh, on the horizon? Well, 
involved. I have a recurring role on uh, Boston Legal that I'm oh. having a wonderful time with. Very good. And we go back to work. Uh, we've been on hiatus now, but we got picked up for 22 episodes for the new season, and I'm thrilled we go back to work in about a week. Well, Congratulations. another good reason to watch the program. We'll look for you. Okay. I'm a rotten lady, but I'm having a very good time. Oh, I bet you, I bet you play such a good rotten lady, don't you? <laughs> it's fun. Thanks for everything that you've done for the animals, and before we leave, any words of wisdom that you'd love to give the listeners about their animals? Yes, just, just enjoy each and every day. Their roads are shorter than ours, so make the most of every day that you're together, and also be... be be responsible for your own animals, and then we wouldn't have an animal problem. Yes. If everybody took their own responsibility and dealt that, that pet into the family and considered everybody else, even the people who aren't as animal-oriented as we are, if you don't take your responsibility, you turn animal moderates into animal haters, and you don't want to do that. No, you no. sure don't. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for the work you both do. Thank you, Hal, and thank you, Judy. Thank but, you, Betty. Betty White on Animal Radio, and there's more Animal Radio on the way. Stick around. I would if I could. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. This holiday season, while you're shopping for catnip-filled toys and chewy treats for your pets, there's something you should add to that list. FlexPet. FlexPet has the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility, the only one with CM8, and it works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee with no time limit like the others who require 30, 60, or 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You can't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. And I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet, 1-800-AND-PAIN. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. one 405 It's Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. Joy Turner, Animal Communicator, with us. And I believe we have Bruce. Hey, Bruce, how you doing? Oh, real good. You're on with Joy. Hi, Joy. Um... We found this dog yesterday tied to a post. Okay. And he's the sweetest thing in the world, but the animal control wanted me to leave him there, and I refused to do that. So he's now riding around in my semi-truck with me. Okay. And I want to know if there's anything I could do for him. 
Besides, I know I've got to get him to the vet and have him checked out. Okay. He says, well, there's a couple of things he wants to talk to you about if he can do that. Certainly. Okay. He said, first of all, he wants to say thank you so much that you would take him and that you would not leave him in that terrible place because he thinks that in that place they would have killed him? Yes, they were going to. Ah. <laughs> okay. That's why he's with me. Ah, okay. Well, and um, he says that he doesn't understand why his other people all of a sudden hated him and wanted him to die, but that's what he felt like they were doing when they tied him out. Okay. So um, he says he guesses... He's feeling to me, Bruce, kind of like his heart, well, not kind of like, but like his heart is broken. He, I get that. And yeah. he doesn't understand what's so terrible about him that the people that he loves would treat him so badly. And what I want to do is tell him that it really has nothing to do with him. And I suggest anybody that finds a rescued animal of any kind say essentially the same thing to them. Okay. It isn't, it's nothing about them. It's totally about the humans and only really... Dumb humans, really terrible humans, really ignorant humans, humans that have something not right inside of them would do a thing like that to a wonderful puppy. Oh, he's, he's gorgeous. He's just so loving. And so um, he, he says thank you. He appreciates that somebody cares for him. He wants to know if you would plan on keeping him. Uh, yes, I do. Have you named him yet? No, I haven't got the personality quite yet. Okay, he says he's going to love being your dog. He will keep you safe. He will keep you protected. He will give his heart and soul to you. Oh, I think he's already done that. Yeah. I've only, we've, me and my wife have only had him for a little, little over 24 hours, and we're both already in love with him. Perfect. Well, he's so. going to be so delighted to do anything you want. He said you can teach him anything, ask him anything, and he'll, his answer will be yes. All right. And what a wonderful way to celebrate the holidays, huh, Bruce? Oh, just awesome. Okay, well, you know what? We're going to put together a little package. What kind of doggy? I, I, you know, I really don't. He looks like he has a little uh, bull something in him, but I'm not sure. A little something. Well, I imagine that he does. We can pretty much assume that. I'll tell you what. Hold on for one second. We'll get all the details, and when, we're going to send your new uh, addition to the family a little gift, okay? All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. If you want to talk to Joy next week, give us a holler. Boy, this hour is going by real fast, huh? It always does. In my hot little hands. What do you have now? Tickets to check out the advanced screening of Marley and Me. It's like the bestseller, the book with, uh, of course, Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. Ooh, give me some of those. We're having an advanced screening all across the country. If you want to get in on this right now, I have your passes. What a great holiday treat. 1-866-405-8405. This Christmas... Heal the Love, Marley and Me, in theaters December 25th. Call us now, 1-866-405-8405. Heal the Love. Hey, I like that. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. 
That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. It's me, Brinkley, the Bernese Mountain Dog and CEO and founder of Brinkley Books Incorporated. Why don't you come visit my website, www.brinkleybooks.com. Be my friends and spend a day in the life of Brinkley. Order a copy of my first book, The Tales of Brinkley, The Burner, the beginning of which I will personally potograph. More tales are coming this year. Give it of the heart. And remember, think Brink. Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your dog behavior questions. Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions, preferably animals. I mean, she knows a lot, but she's really only certified with the uh, with the furry kind. Yeah. The uh, two-legged, uh, the four-legged, I'm sorry. Uh, doing my Christmas shopping, I, I'm a little distracted because I was actually looking down at my Christmas list there. And I, I think it was a, thought it was going to be the show tease, but it was my Christmas list for my animals. Let's face it, if you're among the 56% of owners in the United States who buy their dogs a holiday gift, isn't that rhinestone collar or hooded velour doggy jacket really for you and not for the dog? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Because you know what they really want? They want toys. They want treats. They want soft beds. And mostly, they want, they want your love. time. Love. Yes. So give them a big old hug for the holiday. Spend some extra time with them with their favorite toy or go out and get a, a new squeaky toy. Let them pick. That's always fun. Take them into Petco or PetSmart and let them pick a toy. Yeah, let- I just let Ladybug down in the row of toys. She picks them out and I pick her up with the toy in her mouth and take her to the cash register. Won't she chew on each one first? Oh, Pretty much. Test them. Of course. That's the way you test those things. What are you getting your animals, Doc? I, I think I'm going to get a personalized embossed bed that has their names on it. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So yes. it'll be aesthetically pleasing for the household, yet it'll be comfy and cozy for them. Yeah. Yes. I like that. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? What's up with you? What are you getting your animals for Christmas? Or Kwanzaa? Oh, geez, I don't know. Uh, Ramadan. I can't hang out with them any more than I do. They're with me 24-7. I'm a truck driver, and they're in the truck with me. You sound like you're calling from Joyzy. Yeah, actually, I am. How do you know? <laughs> actually, that's a Brooklyn accent, eh? Yeah. So do you spend money on your animals for Christmas? Do you buy them things? I know my cat yeah. wants a BMW. Yeah. Um, I buy them toys. They get, like, uh, you know, beef jerky and stuff like that, you know? They love beef jerky. They love the joyky. Hey, hi, Doc. Hey, how are you today, Joe? Okay, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> Well, what's up I, in your pet world there? Okay, the, the girls, Nikki and Emma, they're the girls. Okay. They've never had dog food. They refuse. They won't even eat dog food. Like tonight, we just got home from Ohio, and mm-hmm. I took out I took out a, a pork tenderloin to deforest, and it's deforested, so I put it in the rotisserie. It's a four pounder. We'll eat it, the three of us. Wow. <laughs> What? That's something. So they're eating what you're eating is what you're saying. Absolutely. Steaks, chicken, whatever. Oh. Okay. What do you look they like? Eat the bird. They eat the bird. Are you a healthy looking guy? I'm 6'4", 271 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Big guy. How about your doggies? How about your girls? What kind of dogs are they? 
Okay, Emma Jean, she is an alligator pit bull. She tops out at 64 pounds, solid muscle. Okay. Nikki is, uh, her real name is LaFemakita, and <laughs> I call her Nikki for short. I can't see a big truck driver like me calling a dog Emma Jean or LaFemakita. No, no, that, no, that wouldn't work. You can call her anything you want. That's fine. <laughs> I do. I call her Nikki. And she's a mini pin, and she tops out at about 12 pounds. She's a little heavy. Okay. But she can't leave her food because the other one slops it up. So she's got to right. eat, you know, whatever she can. See, I give them, like, when I buy chicken for them, right? I'll buy 12 pieces. I'll give her six. The other one six. And, okay. you know, the mini pin won't eat the six. So the other one goes after What? What's funny? I'm just trying to imagine the feeding rituals that you have here. Boy, it's certainly kind of challenging. Have you always fed human food, or have you ever fed dog food to these critters? No, never. They, 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 I tried. They don't like it. In the morning, like we'll, like in the morning before we go back to work, we're going to Chicago. We'll have steak and, uh, ham, steak, and eggs. They okay. like a little butter on their toast. <laughs> oh my goodness, my ears are burning here. Golly, why? What um, happened? Because you are the human in this relationship, and dogs will, dogs they got will eat. The bed, they do the couch. They got the couch. I sit on the love seat. Go figure. <laughs> well, when they start submitting a menu to you for a request for tomorrow, then we're going to be really worried. But you are uh, you're the human, so you do have control over what they eat, and a lot of times. When dogs show a preference to human foods, it's because, yeah, it's a little tastier. We put things in there to flavor it for our interests, and dogs are going to find those just as appealing. Um, now, for a dog that's acclimated to human food and isn't on dog food, we definitely worry about some nutritional problems because, you know, what, what may be good for you may not be perfect for their long-term health and longevity. Um, and an all-meat diet isn't all good either. So, you know, we definitely want to try to get these guys on something that's going to be a, easier for you to kind of give without having to pull out the rotisserie any time you're traveling. Oh, I love and then cooking. Oh, no, well, home. I do the rotisserie at home. Ah. <laughs> oh, I love cooking. I got lots of ovens in my apartment. So do you see any problem with the regimen that you're feeding them right now, or are you happy with how that's going? I'd like to, you know, I would like to give them, uh, uh, you know, some dog food. I know they're not getting all the nutrients from my food. Yeah. And they. Both, I was thinking of trying to mix it in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know what? For a dog that's not really accustomed to eating dog food, like, say, dry dog food and kibble, you know what? It, it's kind of a, a lot to ask them to go from eating, you know, either prime rib or uh, pork tenderloin to going to eat dry kibble because the, the texture's different, the flavors are different. So you might have better luck actually trying to go with a canned variety or okay. kind of what I kind of call this almost like the stewed variety, the kind that has the gravies and yeah. the chopped pieces and that. I think think you'll probably find that that may be accepted a little bit more readily and you may have to kind of blend some of your home-cooked meal with some of this type of food to kind of gradually get that into acceptance in their world well i don't want to take them off for human food totally but you know they do do need their vitamins 
Yeah, well, where will they get their Taco Bell from? That's what I want to know. You don't like Taco Bell. <laughs> well, you know, the doc's right. you got to change that diet there. And I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll send you some uh, another sponsor of ours from AFS. We'll send you some samples from them that includes a sprinkle that you can put over uh, uh, foods. It includes some of the nutrients so you can spice up some of the regular foods. But I think she's right. I think go look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, do I look like a healthy guy? Because your dog no, is eating the no, same no, thing. Okay. You know, you you know. See, that's what I like about the Joyzeans and the New Yorkers. You can tell it like it is. You don't have to sugarcoat it for them. Just tell it like it is. You got it. Yeah. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie right now. This is Animal Radio. Network. Network.